which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. everybody it's six o'clock it's monday it's time for the joke workshop here on mutiny radio just like every other monday hey gary hughes is here that's exciting he's on one of the upcoming asiento dinner and a show the one on october 14th oh and matthew quirk is also here he was just on one of those great shows uh, we're going to be having more of those fun asiento dinner and a shows one on october 14th, a Wednesday, and the next one will be on October 22nd. You can reserve your table now and have a great comedy show and a delicious meal at our neighboring small business, Asiento, right here on 21st Street. We're all buddies. I'm down here at Mutiny Radio 21st in Florida. It's time for the Joke Workshop. The way the Joke Workshop works, comedians do four minutes of time when they hear the horn. They have a minute. And, uh, and then we give uh, comments. I'll take notes, and uh, I encourage everyone to take notes and pay attention to your fellow comedians and tell them things that you liked. Up on stage, there are um, condoms. Uh, they're just gloves. Stick a, stick a glove on there. And, uh, or if you're wearing a mask, that's fine. You don't have to use a condom. Your choice. Uh, you can That little bucket up there, if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio, that's really helpful to keep the doors open. We're trying during these COVID times to... Uh, Stay alive. Staying alive here on the corner of 21st and Florida. Also remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. Nice crusty bun there on the top and bottom, and you put the shit in the middle. All right. That's how the joke workshop works. We're going to get started with your first comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Quirk. Is this thing on? Oh, brought his own th- mic. What a champ. Is this thing on? Uh, so uh, Chris Rock, apparently, uh, he claims he has a learning disability. He says he took nine hours of tests to find out they had a learning disability. Uh, but I think if you can take nine hours of tests, you don't have a learning disability. That's my takeaway from that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Trump uh, claims he didn't go to Walter Reed Hospital. He was just doing a, 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 a hospital inspection. He was just doing a hospital inspection. Like the bunker inspection, for those of you playing along at home. Um, 
Anyway, he was like medevaced out to a hospital and he says that uh, COVID is nothing to worry about. I think we've all uh, gone to the hospital for nothing to worry about, right? That's why we all go to the hospital. Nobody? Uh, apparently his... Uh, fuck, what is the name? The, the talking head person. Damn it. Uh, press, her press, his press secretary who promised not to tell an, any lies. She promised to tell us the truth. Uh, anyway, she has been... Uh, she has come down with COVID-19, uh, but she refuses to wear a mask and refuses to tell us anyone else who has been uh, in the administration. And uh, she is continuing to spread the COVID-19. And that's not a lie. Uh, there's signs out there that say uh, God bows down to Trump. Uh, that's a First Amendment, uh, a First Commandment violation, right? Isn't that the First Commandment? Yes, not to worship any of the gods before me. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Trump's in a tough spot over this COVID thing, you know. I mean, he wants to wimp out of the debates, but he doesn't want to appear to be a wimp. He's in a tough spot, guys. This is hard for him. This is hard for him. Uh, he wants us to uh, feel sorry for him uh, for getting COVID. You know, the guy who was, uh, you know, apologized for nothing, felt sorry for no one. Even his... Uh, supporters when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You know, there was people who cheered her death. And uh, now him getting COVID after that, I think, is karma. That would kill in the borscht belt. Uh, apparently, there's water on Mars. Uh, and can we leave Mars alone, for God's sakes? I mean, we've got water to straighten out here. Uh, so I don't know. It's, uh, the mask of the, uh, red death, the Edgar Allan Poe. Is that the one? Mask of the, you don't know? You're, you're, uh, never mind. Uh, anyway, mask of the red death, Edgar Allan Poe thing. It's about these rich people who stay behind their wall, and laugh at the poor people who have a disease. And then the disease attacks the rich people. And that's right. Uh, 2020 is a Edgar Allan Poe laudanum laced, fevered, alcohol drenched dream, uh, come to reality. This is it. We're living Edgar Allan Poe's worst nightmare. Thank you. Uh, Chris Christie uh, was tweeted earlier about COVID that we should just accept that there's going to be a lot of deaths. Just accept the deaths. And now his comorbid ass has COVID-19. And I would just like to say, thank you, Buddha. Thank you, Buddha. Uh, so Trump is... Uh, you know, when he first took photo ops, he first, like, lied about the size of the crowd, right? And then he would, like, bully us into, you know, uh, liking it. And then he would, like, totally make up other stuff. And then he started tear gassing people for photo ops. And now he's going out for a photo op after getting COVID-19. Just like a good psychopath, he needs to keep upping the ante to, to get the same rush. What's next? He's going to nuke us? What's next? Okay, I guess that's my four. Matthew Quirk, everyone! Hooray! Telling us the news. Now I know what's happening in the world. Yay! Um, if people want to make comments, I have um, some microphones in here. There's some out there, too. There's gloves on stage. Uh, and if, if you're wearing a mask, whatever you're doing. Okay, I have some comments. Nine hours of tests um, because he's already on drugs? Like, maybe mentioned some good drugs that 
this was a a rapper, right? A Chris Rock. Chris Rock. I'm sorry, I missed the. Yeah, Chris Rock. Maybe something about. Oh, oh, I remember. He's hasn't he done stuff with like? Oh no, that's he Dave said Chappelle he had a learning disability. He's not really known for drugs. I think he has. Yeah, dang it. Because yeah. I would mention something. Some maybe he's rich enough to already be on drugs or something like that. Or what drugs is he could take nine hours of tests? What drugs is he on? Uh. Continues. Oh, I like your joke about the that's not a lie. I just put a bigger pause between and you'll get a bigger laugh, especially with like an actual audience. If you just leave it between. Yeah. She refuses to wear a mask and she continues to spread the COVID-19. Pause, pause, pause. That's, that's not, not a, lie. a lie. But just pause before and I think you'll get a bigger laugh. I didn't understand your karma, harma. What were you saying? Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was Jewish and I was making, you know, like put the oh. in, in karma. Because it's a K. He got karma f- for right. insulting Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, I wasn't. It's a stretch, man. I was. Yeah, I just didn't get it. Um, but now I do. Am I so the only one who speaks Yiddish around well, here? Well, d- maybe do a Hanukkah joke, so that you give us what you're talking about, like okay. a Hanukkah or a Kviltefish or some sort somebody, of other. Somebody laughed out there. Maybe some they sort of know word before. Right. Just um, even though I would should have known that, jo- I was confused. So. Give us something else that has that Yiddish CH sound or that K sound. Um, I love the Edgar Allan Poe stuff, The Worst Nightmare. I feel like you can impregnate that joke with a lot more Poe references about ravens coming or you could use the Nevermore joke. There's the Casca de Amontillado where the guy gets bricked up in a basement. There's the Telltale Heart that keeps ticking, tick, 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 but he's the only one that can hear it. Like, I would just add more Poe references okay. for more I, stories. I have to guess I have to read more Poe or something. Yeah, the, the big ones are the Telltale Heart with the guy who kills yeah. somebody and then he puts we, him I, under the floorboards and he yeah. hears the heart beating and the Cask of the Amontillado where he's jealous of the guy and uh, gets the guy drunk and then murders him in a catacomb. That one's good too. And then, you know, the Nevermore one. That's easy with the Ravens. Cool. But I enjoy everything you do all the time. Are there any other uh, comments for Matthew Quirk? Does everyone just want to like Clap wildly because he's awesome. Yay! Happy birthday! Bringing his own microphone, like a safe, safe comedian. That is fantastic. So again, up on stage, I have gloves that you can stick over the microphone up there, and uh, Freddie, be safe, keep your distance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, come on in. Your next comedian. Uh, what a do you? Uh, this it's Zeke. It's Zeke, right? Yeah. All right, we'll have Zeke go next. Everybody, he had a great set at the lake the other night at that other lake show. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody, for Zeke. Hello. Good to be here because it's good to be anywhere right now just to be in a physical place to be outside of uh four walls to be away from have more company than my own uh inner monologue uh i think this is just the inner monologue uh coming out on the outside uh i realized something recently and that's that uh i'm completely full of shit. i have no real discernible ethics of any kind I like to think that I am, uh, you know, doing some good in the world, uh, 
that my progressive politics mean anything, but uh, I, I listen to podcasts. That's about the full extent of my civic engagement. Um, I went to a Black Lives Matter protest back in June that was uh, uh, on Great Highway near Ocean Beach. And uh, there was probably about five to 700 people there. Uh, almost all of them were white, which was a nice change of pace, a large group of white people gathering for a worthy cause. That almost never happens. Uh, so uh, the district supervisor who put the, thing, put the event together got up on a sand dune next to the road where we're all gathered and kind of thanked everyone for being there, kind of was a little more rah-rah than the occasion called for, and then thanked the police contingency that were there for being there to facilitate the event. Um, just kind of like, hey, cops, thank you for giving us a machine to rage against. Uh, so the march gets started. We're just walking down the beach. It's like a beautiful day. We're all like near our homes on a closed street that was like already closed down to traffic. So we're not like raising awareness to anybody. We're just patting ourselves on the back, just completely masturbatory exercise going on this march. Um, and uh, about 10 feet in front of me for the whole march, there's this guy that you've seen before, kind of like, like my body type of like vaguely 35 to 50 year old white man that's got just like, kind of like this hard, weird middle section of his body and wears jeans that are way too tight and like big boots. Um, and the whole time he's like leading the chance, he's leading the charge, he's going really hard in the paint, uh, say, say their name, all that stuff, it's great. I'm here for it. It feels a little bit disingenuous based on every other thing about this guy. It feels like he heard uh, the California Uberales about 20 years ago and has just been waiting to feel oppressed ever since so that he has uh, a man to rage against, a machine to rage against. Uh, this is me trying really hard. Thank you all for listening. I invite you all to uh, rip me a few new assholes. Uh, I feel like uh, that's the only way to do this. That's the only way to build time is just like building a, like forging a samurai sword. So I just, I welcome all of you to just completely uh, eviscerate me um, starting uh, now. No, you are Protesting for no purpose. Hooray. Um, the only thing I would say is, uh, yeah, keep doing stage time. And the only thing I would say to watch, you said, uh, like I stopped counting after 25. Oh wow. And okay. you did about three and a half minutes. So just something to watch like the uh is that's your filler word. And when you use these enormous words like there was one word you used that was really big and it was great. <laughs> but then you want to make sure that you don't punctuate it with this filler word because it takes away from your material. Okay. But uh, I like the irony of doing a march in front of nobody on a closed street to rage against the machine that's there to facilitate it. I think there's some really good irony in there. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe add more of the rage against the machine stuff in there. Maybe like some quotes from rage against the machine or use it as a callback multiple times because okay. it could get, I'm not sure like how to build up that that irony in that story. Uh, other comments? Oh, here's, use the microphone in there. This one, number four. That one with the white stuff on it. 
Hi. Hi. Hey, so I've seen you now a couple of times, and I think that you would be funnier if we could see your face. Um, I know it's like inside right now, but we yeah. were outside last time, and I just, I feel like you just have a bitchy little face under that mask, and it might really help land some of these punchlines. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it definitely yeah. would. Yeah, uh, I don't know where any of you fucking people have been, so and I got to fly next week, so I'm just trying to keep it. Uh, yeah, totally. Keep, keep all my bodily fluids. That's in my totally face fair. I'm like, I'm like, you should just out. expose yourself to risk of dying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's fine. You'd die, be funnier. Die, die yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any other comments for Zeke? Everybody's e. All right, that was Zeke, our next comedian. Peter, you were probably here next, right? Uh, people were here well, then we'll put up Mr. Wee. Uh, for us, no reason, and I'm like, where you at? And I know that you cheaping, and I know that you blowing on the wood, but you fake what you really want to do, but you can't even stay. No, you faking, no, you flodging, no, you faking. Where is you at? But I know that you take down. Call your phone up, be like, where you at? You don't, you don't even S N. Take the black one off or leave it on? No, just leave the black one on. Put the over it. Yeah. There's a black mic condom on there. All right. Yeah, my name is Mr. Weed. That's that's my real name. It's not my stage name or or gimmick. My dad gave me two things in life that served me well. First was a good butt kicking. Anybody else feel me on that one? A couple people. And the rest of you are privileged, entitled little shits. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I'm one of 11 kids. And so um, corporal punishment was my dad's way of crowd control. <laughs> Give it up for the Catholics. Repopulating the world and restocking the uh, rectory shells for the priests. Okay, um, so he gave me my last name, uh, but it didn't start out so good when I was young. If you looked up weed in the dictionary back in the 1900s, you guys probably don't remember the 1900s, do you? Probably not. But if you looked up weed in the dictionary, it would say unwanted flower. So on the playground, the kids would say, hey, weed, you're an unwanted flower. Well, hell, now in 2020, they say, hey, weed, do you have any flour? Um, okay, so yeah, I thought I'd run for governor last time around. I figured I'd get 99% of the vote just on name recognition. And then the other 1% the other of the people that didn't get that joke. Um, okay, let's say... Um, All right, okay, so Trump, all right, I'll tell you my Trump joke. Anybody know how to make a, w a meme? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to read. When Trump was having a hard time breathe, breathing, the doctor diagnosed him with the George, George Floyd syndrome. <laughs> Hasht hashtag uh, Trump's life doesn't matter. So if anybody wanna help me out with a meme on that one, you'll get credit, you'll get graphic credit. Okay, so I've been married 29 years. Or if you ask my wife, uh, she'll say she's been a hostage for 28 years. Um, 
So my f this is my second marriage. My first marriage uh, didn't last. Uh, we had creative differences. Uh, she liked to create debt, and I differed with that. So, um, so being in a long-term relationship, I don't know if you guys had one. Anybody had one past six months? Things get a little stale. Okay, a little stale and boring. So um, we try to spice it up in the bedroom. So I lit a candle, uh, not for the ambiance, but to cover my farts. I should have led with that fart joke. That's a little hanging fruit for us com comics, right? So she doesn't fart. You ever met a woman that doesn't fart? I don't trust them. Never know what else they're holding back on, right? So she just, uh, just recently started farting in her sleep, okay? So uh, we are making love the other night, and she was farting, so I did the gentleman thing. I pulled out without waking her up. So we were married on July 20th. Uh, what else is July 20th known for? I won't even ask this room. But that was the moon landing. So I really realized I got something in common with the moon. That's the day we both got our rocks off. We need, we need a... So um, I've been new to the cop. We done? Well, that was the that was a one-minute honk? Okay, now this is the done honk. All right, that's it, folks. I'm here all night. Ooh, Mr. Weed, everyone. All right. We're just going fast so we can get everybody in and give them time yeah, no, to get fine. to Alameda if they want. Uh, all right. Uh, the butt kicking with crowd control. Um, I, would, I would put in a tagline. I'll give you one. Catholic crowd control. They have babies. They just beat them. Or I'd something around there uh, and I slowed down a little bit and you contact with the audience because you had some really good punchlines that you didn't really sell like you kind of have to telegraph sometimes to the audience that like here's the punchline so like I would slow down and take a minute and like look at the audience with and now they have do you have any flower flowers because uh, that's a really funny punchline yeah. um, I just you just didn't you were like actually looking down at your feet Kind of. So try to like look up and sell your punchlines. Um, same thing on um, the, the cover of my farts. What else is she holding back on is a great punchline because um, that's, that's really funny. If she's holding in her farts, obviously there's got to be some other secrets <laughs> that she's holding. If you're not going to be super like up with your punchlines, you have to be more down and just be silent until it becomes funny. Okay. Like, <laughs> like just like make it super quiet. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So either sell it, you either have to sell it or not sell it at all. <laughs> but the interim, the interim just doesn't, it's not, you, you have good punchlines in there. Um, you just... Either, yeah, or just wait on them and land and just wait for everybody to laugh. You know, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Zoom comedy. <laughs> yeah, you just wait till you. Comment? Yeah, 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 go ahead, comment. Zeke's got a comment. Oh, no. Six feet. Uh, well, just kidding. All the, all the punchlines are great, but you've either got to go, like, deadpan or Rodney Dangerfield is right. what I was right. thinking based on what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more of a deadpan person. Well, then, yeah, then um, 
slow down, but you still have to look at people and connect with them and let them know like Be more that dead. was the punchline. Like people. Uh, and then I do a hashtag after hashtag too soon instead of Trump's dead or we all hope he dies or something. Um, I do the hashtag too soon because everybody knows that as like a thing. Or maybe it's too hack. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, any other comments? Comments, comments, comments. All right, everybody. Uh, everybody clap your hands together for Mr. Wee. Don't forget there's a donate jar if you want to donate to Mutiny Radio to help keep us alive because COVID is killing all of us. All right, your next comedian. It's like the third, fourth time he's been here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Peter. Thanks to Rob. All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you for that warm introduction. Um, I don't know most of you because I just moved back to San Francisco. So let me do a little bit of a more formal introduction here. Um, my name is Peter and I am what's known as gentrification. I am everything that is wrong with SF. I moved here for a tech job. I am wearing Warby Parkers and Allbirds that I bought using a coupon code I heard on a podcast that I listened to with my AirPods. I am like a walking participation trophy, okay? Um, I recently ate at Waffle House. Any Waho fans here? Yeah, yeah. I love how ordering hash browns at Waffle House is like kind of abusive. Like you order them and you're like, I'll have them smothered, sliced, cut up, beaten, bruised, canceled on Twitter for transphobic comments. Like the whole thing, it's like, was that a breakfast order or was that an excerpt from Mein Kampf? Like what did I just recite there? Um, and as a gay man, I read that menu and I'm like, these are some things I need to start trying in the bedroom, apparently. Um, I am gay. I, I'm kind of promiscuous, too, which you wouldn't know based on looking at me, but whatever. Um, yeah, I've slept with a lot of men, like, to the point where I don't really know what my number is. Like, my number is kind of like one of those, like, gumball jars you have to guess about like maybe it's 80 maybe it's 500 I don't really know 962 all right we were kind of in the ballpark I'm kind of like the girl from Mamma Mia in that at any given point I have three daddies in Mykonos and I know nothing about them <laughs> and like the girl in Mamma Mia the only thing I want from them is them to sing my backup vocals Tonight the super trooper lights are gonna find me shining like the super ba trooper ba. Like I want them to hit that note for me in the background. And I also am only giving them the responsibility of coordinating a surprise performance from Cher anytime I do something momentous. Is there a man out there? Someone to hear my prayer? All right, you get the point. 
Um, speaking of stuff that's really gay, how about millennials and their sourdough starter, huh? Um, yeah, like, isn't that the most millennial thing in the world? Like, of course we have to post about sourdough starter because we can't finish anything. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, and I don't want to stereotype, but it's mostly women who are posting sourdough starter on Instagram. And I just feel like if you're not going to finish the bread, I don't think you get to complain when a guy won't finish you off in bed. I know that joke is in poor taste. It has left a very sour taste in your mouth. I get it. All right. Um, I got the honk, so that's where I'm going to end it. Thank you, everyone. Just the bro girl. Yay, Peter. You have great stage presence. Hooray. Um, I like that you punched down at yourself in the beginning to start. That was great. The gumball joke was fantastic. The three daddies in Mykonos, golden. Uh, and you're really good at act outs. I like the singing. You're, you know, you're fun to watch on stage. You're like, you have a lot, you just have a great energy. Uh, and the sourdough starter was also a really funny premise. I mean, it's a great punchline. They've finished, they can't start, uh, start, finished, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew. Is this, is this thing on? Mm -hmm. this thing on? Uh, I was just thinking with the sourdough, with the poor tasting, I, I was like, at least you don't get a yeast infection, maybe. Oh, that's, that's, just, that's, where, that's where my mind went. Speech, just wanted you to know that. <laughs> Listen, don't make sourdough starter jokes if you want to be invited to pizza night. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Any other comments for Peter? He's, he's really funny. We're glad that you came back from New Hampshire. Welcome, welcome to San Francisco. Uh, everybody clap wildly for Peter! That's how the joke workshop works. And don't forget, there is a money jar if you want to give me money because I need money. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Yeah, you want to go or do you want, do you want Rob Edwards to go? All right, your next comedian. What a lovely human being he is. Very funny guy. Clap your hands together for Gary Hughes. Uh, I just gave Pam drug money. That's blood money, Pam. I'm just joking. I don't do, I don't, come on. Stop playing. Uh, I have a girlfriend now, and I haven't been in a relationship in a while. And she does some interesting things. She sometimes she's just staring at me, and he's always just chilling, just staring. And she just says, "You ever cheated on somebody?" And I'll be like, "Uh, what the fuck? why are you asking me?" It's like a job. Like if you had a job interview at a bank, and they'd be like, "You steal money?" I'd be like, "Uh, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you that. Like, why would I tell you that I would cheat? Why are you asking me this?" She's being hella specific. You ever steal your girlfriend car keys and take her credit card and go across the country with her car? I'm like, nah, nah, I ain't never done that. Um, she's kind of interesting of a person. I was in a weird uh, conversation. I, I, you know, actually, I'm going to say this, because everybody's <laughs> stupid, this, this Trump stuff. I think Trump people, they think they slick. I think Trump people was like, look, bro, FDR got four terms, and he was, he was handicapped, right? And uh, so if you tell people you got COVID, they go fucks with you. <laughs> you tell people you got COVID, they go fucks with you. So we gonna do that a month before election, and we gonna see what happens with that, bro. He got four terms. 
off of being handicapped. So you could get something with this. So I think I don't think he really has COVID. I think they just trying to. It's a good scare. I like it. I just have I got my ballot yesterday in the mail. Kanye West is really on there. By the way, <laughs> I just wanted to say that he's really on there. He's, I was I was like Kanye Amari West. That sounds familiar. That's Kanye West. Oh shit. I'm not voting for that guy. He was the vice president of some guy at Rocky. I don't know who the fuck that guy is. I don't know if that's the boxer. But but he's really, but yeah, Kanye is actually on that ballot. I couldn't believe it. American Independent. It's a, gr- a party I've never heard of. American Independent. Anybody know that? Anybody know that party? <laughs> I've never heard that party. American Independent. I, I, yeah, I've never heard of that party. Damn. I need to really start doing my research, man. Because when I get the ballot, a lot of any money, any mini money mode, that goes into my shit. Like, when it comes to those propositions, I don't be knowing what they talking about. I be picking motherfuckers because they got three names, and I got three names. I be like, he got a middle name? That's hella cool. Man, he's a teacher. I used to want to be a teacher. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let's see. Do I have any other... Stuff I want to talk. I've been in weird conversations. I was in a weird conversation. Uh, it was three women, me and my homie, and somehow they started talking about semen, right? They started talking about semen somehow, and then the girl says, "I think guys should taste their semen if they want women to taste it." And I was like, "I don't think that's. I don't think that should be happen." And my buddy was like, "If I had some semen on my shoulder, I'd give it a lick." And I was like, "Why do I hang out with you, bro?" Because I, I mean, I don't know. I heard a woman. She's like, "It tastes like." Battery acid, and I was like, well, I ain't asked you to swap. I don't know. She's like, at least I should do is eat more vegetables, and I'm I do that. I eat some pineapples and shit just to help you out. If that's what it is, a semen idea. So yeah, gentlemen, gentlemen, let's eat more vegetables. Let's go vegan for a week just to please our ladies or our men or our in betweens. All right, thank you so much. I'm appreciate. It. I'm Gary Hughes. Gary Hughes, everyone, not eating semen. Doesn't taste like battery acid. Uh, hey, at least you're voting. <laughs> that eeny, meeny, miny vote, most stuff was really funny. But um, at least at least you're voting, even if you are just guessing what's going on. Uh, I always enjoy you on stage. I think you have great stage presence. Do people have comments? Uh, yeah, find a, find a microphone. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, for that, like, uh, cheating on your girlfriend thing, there are, like, scammer guys, like, who get arrested eventually, and they have, like, an MO. You should, like, memorize one of those guys and, like, be more specific about, like, did you ever go across the country and spend it on this and do that? Like, you you can get much more detailed in that joke, I think. You know? I have a thought off of that, so. She just ask, have her ask, like, you ever, like, steal a car and a credit card number? And then you go, no, I've never, and then go into, like, the laundry list, like, the whole rap sheet for the guy who gets arrested. Like, make it really specific as to make it sound like you have done it. Okay. That's an angle, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I like the premise of going vegan and nutting chicks' mouths. That's, that's funny <laughs> to me. Uh, no. You know, because everybody's like, animal rights or, uh, you know, my health. is like, no, nah, I just want a nut in chick's mouth. That's all <laughs> right. Hey, like, wait, what if you were, like, what if you were suspicious? Because your girlfriend's vegan. Like, what if you're, like, suspicious of women for being all into animals' rights? And, like, it's like women just want guys to eat more vegetables. Ah. Yeah, so she's really not a humanitarian. She just doesn't want to. 
taste weird, gross. And you could have a thing where you like catch her eating a bunch of meat, but she doesn't want you to do it. You know what I mean? Stories. All right, Gary Hughes, everybody. Yay. Yay, and then yay. Uh, hey, new guy. There was a new guy. There's a you new guy. Who's you new guy? Who's this guy? What's your name? Roz. Roz. All right, everybody, put your hands together for Roz. Yay. Hey, guys, I'm Roz. Uh, so here's when I think uh, talking about child molestation is okay. Uh, especially when you look like this. <laughs> And you only use that to open up your set, and that's it, and you move on, okay? <laughs> I'm, uh, so my set is called Failed Jokes, uh, not because they're not funny, but because they just don't work everywhere. So in case your Chinese don't understand English, this set is not meant for you. I'm what they call an alternative comedian. This is what you get when you come for free shows and you don't have any other alternatives. That's a legitimate genre, by the way. So I'm trying to find uh, the COVID's been hard on me, and I'm trying to find uh, what to do and uh, where I'm going. So a little depressed. So they, they say, find your origin story. Look for something bad in your life. Look for the tragedy. I peeked back into my life, found nothing bad really happened. My family was well off in India. I'm decently well here. So yeah, nothing bad there. Then couldn't find anything much bad to talk about in my life. Now I've started looking for bad in other people's life. So I'm a full-time internet troll now. Sometimes that life can be hard. And uh, last few days have been a little depressing. I've been sleeping for days straight. Um, so, so I've been trying to discover myself seeing what to do, right? And, uh, and, and who knows, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Who knows you better than you yourself? Google. <laughs> so I Googled what to do, right? And uh, I'll take a little tangent here. The other day I got a notice of toll evasion. It made me feel really guilty because I would have wanted to pay toll, but all these toll stations, they tell you, yeah, because of COVID, don't stop, just go away. And then when you get a notice of toll evasion, I swear I feel guilty and I feel cheated. Notice of toll evasion. And then when I googled uh, what to do, uh, the first link that showed up was the presidential debate and then uh, Chris Wallace was asking uh, Donald Trump, uh, hey, uh, you paid $750, can you explain that? He's like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm just smart. I, I guess you guys are not smart enough. So uh, whatever happens, I don't know, I, I bent the rules. And when I saw that happening, it was terrible because this guy can get to evade taxes and I can't get to evade the toll. And uh, that's about it, guys. That's my set. What you really want to see, I know. Yay, Roz! Yay! Just for the future, when I honk you, it means you have a minute left. Okay. Um, you want to watch your microphone technique and make sure you keep it by your mouth because you kind of pull it away and bring it back. Just make sure it's like stays right in front of your face. Just um, microphone technique. I don't know what total evasion is. Oh, toll like, evasion. What is it? Toll. The toll booth. Oh! Yeah. 
I kept the I kept you thinking you were saying total evasion, and I'm like, total evasion of what? Like, what are we? What are you trying not to? I was confused. Yeah. Whole. So maybe throw the word booth in there. Okay. Toll booth. Okay. Um, just because your accent's a little hard, but I like your accent. It's good to have like variety on stage, and it sounds really fun. And what a great Trump impression. That was really funny that you like just slid right into Trump. I was impressed. You have to do more of that. It's so fun. It's like surprisingly good, so you should do it a lot. Yeah, I'll do that. I was just trying to fit in jokes. I just had the impression going on for me. This I didn't have any jokes, so it was just the impression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So think about things you can have. Think about ridiculous things he says, like tremendous, right, a billion times. But yeah, yeah. your your Trump was was spot on, which was yeah. like, how did he do that? <laughs> Other comments. Roz, everyone, yay! <laughs> Don't forget about the donation bucket. It really helps Mutiny Radio stay alive so that we can continue having shows like this in for the rest of the world until we fall apart, which we hope doesn't happen. Your next comedian, what a lovely tall drink of water he is. He is on the October 14th. Or the 22nd, <laughs> I don't remember right now. But he's on one of the next Asiento Dinner and a Show shows. And he's super, super funny. Clap your hands together for Rob Edwards. And I tell her, no, no, what you really want to know. What you really want to know. <laughs> and she know I got a What's up, what's up? Matthew Quirk surprised me during your set when you were like, uh, Kanye West had the vice president, Rocky. And he was like, ASAP Rocky? And I was like, you know ASAP Rocky? I'm like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> the last motherfucker I expected to say that. That was crazy. Threw me off. I don't, I don't have any new shit. I guess I could do an old joke. Uh, I think this is Pam's favorite joke. We'll see. Uh, so the holidays are coming up, you know. It's usually around the time I start uh, ghosting people so I don't have to buy them shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's usually from, like, Christmas to, like, Valentine's Day. Uh, Christmas, I'm just being cheap. But, you know, Valentine's Day, I don't understand Valentine's Day. I don't understand the point what it's about, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, Cupid, right? The, the mascot uh, of Valentine's Day, the baby angel. It's weird to me. Nobody ever asked how he got that way. <laughs> Is he somebody's abortion? Like, do we, do we know? <laughs> the irony that he would be the angel of love when someone clearly didn't love him, you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess it's crazy to me. And then the thing about Cupid, he had those uh, love arrows that he would shoot at people. And they would um, they'd fall in love with whoever they were with, almost like against their will, which <laughs> confuses me because I thought that's why we put Bill Cosby in jail. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> those love arrows are his Quaalude lace pudding pops. You know what I mean? So we got to ask ourselves, is Cupid the angel of love or is he the angel of date rape? <laughs> really? Is he? We don't know. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a date rape baby who got aborted and then mastered the skill of archery in the afterlife and now he haunts the world going around making other date rape babies. It is a vicious, vicious circle of hatred. I really don't understand why we support this shit, you know? <laughs> you know, and then if you look at like Valentine's Day throughout history, like it, it started off as like a fertility holiday in like Roman times or whatever, you know? Which back then, you know, you needed to pr promote that shit because people died at like 30. Nobody survived childbirth. People died from the common cold and shit. Like, you, you know what I mean? People had to survive. Now, people are living entirely too long. You know what I mean? They get old and gray and then they run for president. It's all, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? 
that's the sad thing about COVID, you know, like it's killing people, but it's also sad because it's not killing enough people. The population's a problem. You know what I mean? We, we can't, can't sustain this shit. Yeah. Also, in that Roman times, it was, uh, they would like, uh, they would tie women up, right? And they would like have animal sacrifices and then like make those dead animals into like contraptions and like beat women with them. Which is crazy to me, you know what I mean? Like, if you're into BDSM, that's cool. Like, you know, live your life, be happy, but you didn't have to turn the house cat into a butt plug. That was, <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> Fluffy did nothing to deserve that, you know what I mean? Like, that shit makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm cool with that. No, I drink Edwards. The holiday jokes are so good and polished and funny. Like, there's just... Nothing to add. The house cat butt plug is also hilarious. The only thing I could think of adding would be something about Halloween and Thanksgiving, like that you're fine with those holidays because it's already about like giving like well, there's like free, free candy food. or free something, <laughs> yeah. and then people are giving me shit. Okay. Like yeah, girls are giving you shit yeah, right yeah. for like Halloween and Thanksgiving. It's like ooh, they're making you dinner, and that's fine. Yeah. But right after Thanksgiving. Ghosting, you know, because it moves into like, no, I gotta, but all of that's the only thing I could think would be since you're already working with two holidays, front load it with two more. Uh, Other comments? Other comments? You can also just say he's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. Everybody, Rob Edwards! Your next comedian, what what a lovely lady she is. I'm so glad that she's back from uh, the nether regions of wherever she disappeared for years out of my life, but she's back now. Everybody put your hands together for Sierra Hager. Sorry you're in the dark. I should have turned on lights, but it's gotten dark so early. It's It's okay. Uh, I just want to start by saying that this is all new and it's all bad. So, and also you're all men. You are not going to like this. Um, okay, no, the, the, okay, 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 so maybe this part will be okay. Uh, I was in the car today, and I came to a four-way stop, and there was a man jogging toward me, and he stopped at his stop sign, like, right as I stopped at my stop sign, and then, I'm gonna, okay, just, and then what happened is he, he signaled me, he turn-signaled a human, turn-signaled at me a car. You guys look really worried. I'm gonna be okay. I mean, like, I'll be okay. Not today, but like, I'm. It'll be fine. Um, oh yeah, thank you. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, I know. And I am. You know, I am brave. I am brave, and I'll get through it. <laughs> and I'll be okay. Just like, bleh, I, bleh. Um, I'm having a really hard time orgasming thinking about men. <laughs> A really hard time. Um, so like, I'll just like kind of give you like, I'll like walk you guys through it. This will be fun. So I'll be like thinking about a man and he is maybe like penetrating me and stimulating me manually. Um, and I'm like, okay, like just trying to get there, like trying to like kind of get into it. And then there's like this little voice that's like, he's probably not very good at that. Oh my God. Like he probably just like, you might just like get a little like thumb poke and that doesn't feel good. Like he's, there's no way that he's actually focusing and doing a good job on that. Um, and then I'm like, okay, just shut up, shut up, shut up. He's like, like, like maybe he's he's really good at it. He's good at it. It's fine, it's fine. So like I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. And then it's like, 
even if he's a nice guy, he probably thinks his opinions weigh more than yours. Even on, a <laughs> even on topics where you know more than he does. Like, and then I'm just like, shut up, voice, you suck. And then I'm like, okay, trying to get there, trying to get there. Like, he has a bass guitar, it'll be fine. Like, just fuck. And then, um, and then the voice is like, Sierra, no. Like, he is threatened by how much you don't need him. And slowly, subtly over time, he'll nudge you into like neutering yourself socially and creatively until all that's left is this like shell of a woman who can do nothing but cook and raise his children. And then, oh, and, and work, of course. And, and then you'll make too much money though for him. And then he'll like withdraw emotionally, leaving you like alone and questioning your sanity and like an outwardly successful life. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, he's no fielding, okay? He's fucking Dan Kennedy. Like, let's just do this, okay? Um, I just feel like my, like, my, I, I, like, have to, like, really, like, I'm like, no, 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 but he has money and he has confidence. And he's like, I, like, I, my window for, like, what I tolerate of men is, like, shrinking really rapidly. Um, it, this isn't funny, <laughs> but it is true. Um, I think. <laughs> I think that's it for me. Thank you for listening to this hateful tirade. Sierra, Sierra Hager, yay! That's an amazing premise, and it's going places, and it's wonderful, and it's great that it's just started today. I love that you did the preface in front of the guys, and then you went into the whole thing of what you were thinking about. I would want more specifics like that bass guitar, because that was like super funny. Oh, he's got a bass guitar. Sure. And then... I put something back in because it was funny in the beginning too when you were like doing the specifics like he's inserted in something and he's manually doing something. I'd throw something in later again with that and like now he like stuck a pinky up my butt but just a pinky and it felt really good and it wasn't a problem. And then I'd finish it by like how you finish and what you're thinking about by getting faster and faster. Like he has a bass guitar and a Mustang and a house and he pays his rent. Or what, like, as you start getting more and more breathless as you're trying to finish, it's all the things of, like, going through how he doesn't suck as a human being. So the end of the joke that I totally forgot is that I've been having these weird orgasms, for real, that is, like, I get there, and then there's no there there. Oh. It's just, like, it's like having the wind knocked out of you. It's, like, the grossest, worst thing ever. And, like, and that's the only thing that's sadder than what I actually said. <laughs> So, so, so I would play a thing. Well, then I would play that out of like, you're almost there. You're getting hotter and faster. He's like, he's got a bass guitar and he's got his totally. own house. He pays yeah, his yeah, own yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. He pays his own rent. He pays his own rent. And then there's nothing there, you know? And then like, and then do the reveal he of like, his own rent. Can I there's no there there. Rent? Yeah. Thanks. But it's, it's such a good premise. It's so funny. Thanks, Tim. Are there other, other comments for Sierra? We're like sitting in the dark and I love it. Okay. None of the men have anything to add yeah, to this joke. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I choose you, Zeke. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just because of your la your bit from last week, the great lesbian uh, bit, if yeah. you work to, to connect the two. <laughs> totally, yeah. And then this bit, you have to tell yourself not to fantasize. This is probably bad. This is probably really bad. But tell yourself not to fantasize about your ex-husband or let that slide in while you're doing it? Oh, your idea about marriage is so starry-eyed. I, I know. it's No, it's not. That's not what it is. You have so much to look forward to. I, I'm sure I do. <laughs>
I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, don't talk to me. I love you, <laughs> but don't talk to me. <laughs> We've got a comment back here from Peter. I just love the premise of the guy doing the turn signal, like as a human being. <laughs> I like there. There is definitely more to that there too, but I just like love the idea of that. Like I don't know what else there is to it, but it's that just, fucking happened. Yeah, no, that happened to me like a week ago too. Like I saw a guy running, and he like did like a left turn to pass. A Was it in person. Glen Park? No, it was in. Um, Can you imagine? Uh, like Fort Mason. If it's the same guy running <laughs> yeah. around town, he must be very signals. good at running <laughs> as a runner. But I remember when I saw it, I was like, "That's really weird." And there's something there that I can't quite put my finger on. So I'm glad that like you two have seen the weirdity of that. Yeah. Other cool. comments. Thanks. Clap your hands I wildly, everybody. Had, I think we had another man who wanted to tell me how to do my job. No. It looks like we have one guy left, and I've forgotten his name because he's another new buddy. Everybody, put your hands together for I forgot his name. Hey, Pam. Can you can you hear this? Okay. Yeah, it's all right. I, I have a hard time with uh, forward memories myself, so I'm with you. It's uh, it's Narik for the record. Yeah. It has been a while. Um, so, um, by the way, what's up with the sausage fest, Pam? Sierra's right. It's like this every time. It's, I mean, I thought Rosa Mondays was down the street. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so uh, recently I found out you can make almost $200,000 picking up human feces in San Francisco for the city. And I'm like, but do I want to spend all day picking up shit? Then I thought, is that so different from my current job? I mean, I take shit all day. I might as well be picking it up. Uh, so usually I, I do jokes about how lonely I am, but uh, unfortunately um, I'm actually kind of not lonely these days. So we're going, <laughs> we're doing something different now. Um, it, it is weird that, that it's working out between us because um, our first date, I showed up on my bike, reached for my bike keys and realized I didn't have the keys for my bike lock. And that, that was just embarrassing, because I'm not the kind of guy who forgets his bike keys on a first date. I'm the kind of guy who forgets his wallet on a first date. Uh, you mind, do you mind getting this? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, well, but, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to put all my eggs, you know, in, into that basket yet, you know, at least emotionally. Um, to be fair, though, I don't think she's ready for me to put anything in her egg basket yet. You know, I just hope we fi figure this out before Easter, you know, because I'm going to have a huge resurrection. Jesus won't be the only one getting laid. Um, no, she's at the point where, like, she still wants to live if I die from COVID. So uh, we're, we're wearing masks around each other. And... Uh, I don't know, like, it just seems irrational to me. I have to remind her, like, statistically speaking, she's way more likely to get killed by me than COVID. <laughs> and, like, she does this weird thing, you know, you're, you're learning each other's quirks. She does this weird thing where, like, she won't like something, and she'll tell me, and we'll talk about it. I've, I've been in relationships before. That's not how you do it. You just take the next subject that comes up, you create a huge fight about that, and then an hour into that fight, you tell me why it's actually, or what the fight's actually about, 
and then you do that to me for seven years until I'm a shell of the man I used to be, and then you go to Europe and leave me with your sick cat. That's, that, that's a mature adult relationship, right? Uh, all right, I'm gonna do one more. Um, so, a lot, of <laughs> um, a lot of people are talking about splitting California up into smaller states, but then where are we gonna put all the Trump supporters? I say we put a big state in the middle, we call it ignorance, and we let them live in their state of ignorance. Uh, as an aspiring comedian, I, uh, you know, I can live in a state called delusion. My parents will be in a state of denial, and I can visit my friends in their state of worry. Um, is my girlfriend going to live in the same state as me? Now, nah, most girls want to leave the state after meeting me. She's in a state of emotional withdrawal. I like leaving on a sad note. I loved all those state of jokes. I haven't heard that, and I was I like that wordplay quite a bit. Uh, human feces stuff, totally dig it, because I live in the Tenderloin. Um, you take shit as a blank. I enjoy the joke that because you take shit all the time at your job, but tell us what your job is, and especially if it's just something mundane, like you're a computer programmer, that could make it funny. Um, yeah, I don't get paid. Oh, when you forget your wallet. Uh, it's because you don't get paid enough because you don't pick up shit. <laughs> I think you could do a couple callbacks there. And then even when you do the basket joke, like you don't want to put all your all the eggs in the basket because you might need that basket to put shit in <laughs> since you need to get a new job that actually makes money. I just keep calling back to the shit, just, maybe just because I like shit jokes, and that's just me because I'm a child. But um, I might call back to the basket stuff. No, I, li I like getting more miles out of it, yeah. Yeah, you can uh, definitely get more tags. And then the, the last thing um, note I have is just I really like that punchline, rather she'd get killed by me than COVID. Just take a nice pause and that'll land a lot better. And it was great. Uh, other comments? Uh, you could talk about like, there's a shortage of shit on the sidewalk because they put like homeless people in the motels or whatever. So, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, it's like, it's tough being it's a shit picker It's tough upper. shit picker upper yeah. with COVID, yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, that's how the joke workshop works. Everybody clap together for Narek. Yay! Put money in the jar. Give Mutiny Radio money. Donate for your stage time. That's really helpful. If you can't for any reason, we also have a, we also have a, what is it called? A Mutiny Radio Venmo. It's just Mutiny Radio. All one word. Lowercase. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Sorry that I rushed, but we want to really get to that Alameda mic. So, We'll see you guys all next week. Uh, there's a show on Friday at 6 o'clock. There's an open mic. There's a 7 o'clock outdoor show. And there's a special show this Saturday at 6 because it's my birthday. Okay, bye. Can't trust nobody in the world. Can't trust a bro, bitch. Can't trust a bro, girl. Ain't got money, so I can't trust you. I can't even wife you, bitch. I can't. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two people's paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing. Despite of their size, please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all 
over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio. Go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian, and we brought you fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds. New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. Download a podcast and you 
to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is the name of our podcast. Search for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we have a YouTube channel. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And Carl, good to see you, man. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. I can't exactly see you, but um, good to Skype you. Good to Skype you, man. Good to Skype you. Uh Carl, we have a special guest. We have Paul Brumba on the Ta-da. line. Hi, Paul. Ta-da! Great to be here, guys. Paul and I and Carl, we are all part of Mutiny Radio, and you can hear our shows first every Sunday. Just type in mutinyradio.fm into whatever, and you will get our uh, streaming service. Uh, Paul Brumba has a great, great, great podcast called 
The Edge of Insanity, that is on Sundays at noon. It's also available on iTunes, etc. And then we follow at 2 p.m. This is all Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. On Sunday, we do what our title says. We L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's so obvious. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Today we are watching Carnosaur, 1993. Carnosaur. So that's what you – Carnosaur. So you go – it's C-A-R-N – O-S-A-U-R. That's what you put in your YouTube search engine. 1993. Oh, so it's not carne with an E. Yeah. It's not meat sore. Right. It's and not. And it's not coronasaur. And it's not coronasaur? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not the coronasaur. <laughs> That's a million-dollar idea, Paul. Yes. I know. So we like the channel D-P-O-E-N. Depoen, D P O E N, yeah, Carnosaur, 1993, Roger Corman, D P O E N is the channel we like. Okay, so we want you to go find that, search for it, and when you see the link, click it, and then once you get to the page, hit pause for God's sake, move the slider to the left, so it should be zero zero zero. Did you do that? Good. We're very excited. We're very honored to have the Countdown King himself, the maestro of descending numerals. Let's get ready to brumba. The world do move on the beat of a different brum. Brum, 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 Under brumba. Will you please give it up for Paul Brumba. Yeah. Hey. All right. Good to be here, guys. Man, I am so excited about this. Carnosaur. See, and I had it all mixed up with the other week with uh, the Elvis flick, but we won't even talk about that. Elvis is a connoisseur. All right, cool. Here we go. <laughs> do this in true connoisseur uh, style. <laughs> Let's do this in three. Oh, put your finger over the little triangle. Right. I almost forgot my own line. Wow. Holy smokes. Let's do this. Let's do it in three, <laughs> two, one, go. New Horizons, Roger Corman. He didn't direct this movie, right? It just yeah. he presents it. We Director's the Roger same Corman guy we saw last week, right? Adam Simon. Yeah. So the, wait a minute, the director of Brain Dead directed Carnosaur? Right, and he has the balls to put Brain Dead in this movie. So one of the characters watches his previously directed movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not even Quentin Tarantino and he's kissing his own butt. The worst part is they're doing a movie podcast about it in real time. (laughs) It took my idea. Our idea. Yeah, and everyone else's idea. Oh, right. Oh, it's the start of us. Chickens. Uh Uh-oh. Bok, bok, chickens. (laughs) Aaron Osborne is a chicken. No, these are ostriches. This is the target species chicken. Ustalik. Target species. None of these chickens. See, it says iguana. Iguana. Yeah. So what they're doing is some genetic splicing here, and they're trying to arrive at a dinosaur. You know why they added the lizard? Because iguana add lizard to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Iguana. 
I think Iguana. I think Iguana do it. Yeah, I'll ask him, but I think Iguana. Yeah. So he's they're mutating chickens into like a super monster. Ooh, look at that blood. Albatross. That was a big problem about the project. That albatross that hung on them like something. Yeah, it hung around uh -oh, their pelican. Oh, they're naked chickens. The Corman's Wow. Corman's executive produced this, so this is directed by Brain Dead director. Right, Adam Ugh. Simon, the guy who the the player, the movie the player pokes fun at. And um Yeah, you can you tell that story again? Because that's a great story you had mentioned in last week's episode. Well, I mean, it's just it was part of the movie. Uh the the player was Tim Tim Robbins and it his Griff he's Griffin Mill and uh they're shooting some movie and he just says, Who let Adam Simon on the lot? They're just stabbing him. Okay, here's a meeting. <laughs> Here's a meeting, and this guy wants to know uh, where Dr. Jane Tiptree is, because she's gone missing. Ah, she has, huh? Dr. Jane Tiptree. Do they call her? Tree. It's a pager. Dr. Jane Tiptree. Well, you oh, see. Oh, we tried everything. The, um, There's no response. <laughs> we, yeah, right. Did you page her? It's. It's yes, it's 1993. Of course, we paged her. We paged her. We faxed her. We sent a telegram. What else can we do? Now Click you remember the, the Eunice Corporation from last movie? Um, Certainly, they were doing a lot of brain dead experimentation, right, uh, on a serial killer or something. And it had an infinity symbol like the sideways eight. Yeah, he made a big deal out of that, I was Simon. Yes, the infinity does it show up at Carnosaur? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, right now, the guy from Eunice Corporation Corporation is saying, Yeah, we got Dr. Chain Tiptree. Uh we see it says Eunice on the camera. Yeah, look at there it is. It says, it's gonna say so Eunice is part of the everything. So this is part of the Adam Simonverse. Yes. Okay, Diane Ladd, she is Dr. Jane Tiptree. It says it right there, Carl. She's working in secret for Eunice, and she has to have total seclusion, and they're not allowed to know what she's working on for three years, or they lose the rights yeah. of their patents. So five bucks says she never leaves this set. Five bucks? I've not seen that vet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you seen it. How many times have you seen Carter for? I've seen it four times. This is my fifth time. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, well, it was great having you, Carl. Let's just stop this. <laughs> Imagine this is an elaborate prank. I just wanted you to watch Carter for five times. Da 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 da. Trick you. Wow. Uh, we just came in to clean up. <laughs> Diane, oh, no, they're on TV. Five days on this film, five days, and she was right there in that uh, set the whole time.
and she's top billing. And, and she's, you know, I, full disclosure, I did see this movie in the theater in 1993. Wow. Uh, and she was the best part in it. Okay. So, you know, uh, one of the things we should mention is that Corman is the master of uh, just ripping off the current movies. And this came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park, which uh, gave him enough free publicity. Well, it's theatrically released, and I right. saw it. Yeah. I just want to say that the guy who I did saw it in Brookline. Two, the guy who did Cars Life Two, he's the master. He's the master. But uh, Roger, you're right. Car- no, I take that back. Go ahead, and tell them. You tell everybody like Jurassic Park was coming out. Yeah, so Jurassic Park was coming out, and his idea was to release a a killer dinosaur movie of his own, Carnosaur. And it played at the Brookline, in Brookline, Massachusetts, there's a movie house, like an art house, and they showed it. And everyone, including myself, lined up because here's a chance to see a Roger Corman movie in 1993 in the theater. And we were really excited. It was a new Corman. Uh, this was before he, he was cranking out sci-fi movies and he had other mediums to deliver his films, but yeah, uh, the movie was terrible. I mean, I, I at least from what I remember, it was an awful experience. But we experienced you it together. Right. You remember right? Oh, to, you know, traditionally on this show, we I asked you at the end of the movie, did you like this movie? But I, I'm going to cut all pretensions and just ask you in the first ten minutes of our watching, what uh, did you think of this film? No, I did not. Uh, this was not well done. No. All right. Okay. So WordPress, because I have seen this, and I, I agree, this is really not well done. So we'll There's see why to like uh, as this film goes on. There's reasons to like it, and it's good yeah. on your show, but it's just not enough to be like. I mean, I wouldn't watch it a sixth time. <laughs> what about the sequels? Are you going to see Carnosaur Two or Carnosaur Three? Nope. You're right about that. There was Carnosaur Two and Carnosaur Three, and then there were two spinoffs. They just didn't call them Carnosaur. One was called Raptor, and one was called The Eden Formula. So that makes five films off of, thanks to Jurassic Park, was going to one day come out. Wow. <laughs> That's a nuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, this plant looks pretty foul. Ha <laughs> ha! Okay, so something is missing, you see, and Jane Tiptree wants it back. And so they're saying nobody is in and out of the place. So the driver goes, come on, bud. I got to be in such and such in five hours and I'm late, you know. So he let him out. So in the back of this chicken truck is something mysterious. Uh, Does it rhyme with dinosaur? (laughs) It does rhyme with dinosaur, yes. Actually, Vitasaur and Carnosaur, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. I always thought this movie was Carnosaur, like it was made out of meat. It's yeah, just, he's you know, a carnivore. Carnosaur. Yeah. Carnosaur. Oh. But, he, so, but the, he doesn't eat plants then, right? He's not an omnivore. Omnisaur. No, he's not an omnivore, no. Omnisaur. Um, I'm starting an all-plant-based diet. Mike, did I tell you about that? No, Carl, you didn't tell me about your all-plant diet. Yeah, I mean, by all-plant-based, I mean only foods that have been manufactured in a food processing plant. Well, (laughs) like mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. 
Oh, yeah, sure, but of course, but uh, but but no, especially Funyuns. Funyuns are the shit, yo. <laughs> they're all they're all natural. I mean, they're not made out of like imaginary stuff. No, they're made out of fun. Yeah. Okay, so what's happened is what's escaped from Jane Tiptree's lab uh, has now killed. It killed chickens, and then it killed the chicken driver. Now here's Brain Dead. Really? He looks cool, man. He looks like Arnold. I thought that was Arnold Schwarzenegger for a second. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, be drinking beer. Oh, he's not even drinking beer. He's going for the hard stuff. No, that's a beer. He says, better a bottle beer. in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. A bottle. Oh, boy. Aaron Simon, he, he fucking got the continuity going. That's a reference to his previous film, where he got a lobotomy, or he gave a lobotomy. He gave, gave a lobotomy. Okay, now, this guy's job is to protect all the heavy equipment on this mountain where they're strip mining, and the hippy-dippy guys uh -huh. are, like, fucking with them because they don't like the big corporation. And that's why he's shooting at them? Right, extreme well it's keeping them away can't, like wait the sight you know yeah so he could wave like a, a stick at him dang hippies now this uh oh no he's a killdozer <laughs> that's right good one mike <laughs> <laughs> That was a switch. Let's, uh, let's hope he. Oh, phew. Oh, no, it's a killdozer soundtrack. Oh, no, it's. Now, now it's followed by the bad killdozer. Like, they got one actor to save money? Jesus Christ, that was the second time I did extensive research, and I just couldn't tell any of those guys apart. <laughs> See how it's just... four people in that movie. You know, on a, on a heavy loader? Yeah. Okay, he's found a prisoner. And she's... Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Kelly Kristen. It's uh, Jennifer Runyon. Good day, Monet. And she was in Ghostbusters. Jennifer Runyon? Do you remember they were doing that task? The, uh... Yeah. Like, what, a couple she of wavy was... lines? Like, what do I have on the card? She was... The, right. Yeah, the flirt, flirt bait for uh, Bill Murray. That's a memorable scene. Yeah. But that was like 11 years prior to this. That was 84. I, so nine years. 84, yeah. And then she was on Charles in Charge from 84 to 87 as... Um, well, why, way to bury the lead, Carl. Way to bury the lead. Of course I know who she is. She's from Charles <laughs> in Charge, the first family. And she was Cindy Brady in A Very Brady Christmas, 1988. This is her last thing she ever did on camera. She She quit after this. Wow. Well, let's uh, be grateful that she's in this movie then. Yes. Very Brady Christmas. Yeah, Jennifer Funyon. <laughs> Funyon's already. Did she play Marsha? 
Did she replace somebody? Did Funyun replace somebody? No. Heiress to the heiress to the Funyun. As you know from reading uh, Hollywood Dogs That Drink, Cindy. Yes, had a the problem. tiger from Brady Right. Cindy was a. You know, Cindy fell into ruin after the Brady Bunch, and she tried to sleep with what's that dog's name? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, remember she was like yanking on his pocket rocket. It's in the book. Uh, so they needed somebody to be Cindy because Cindy was <laughs> now na- nowhere to be found, and that was Jennifer Runyon. Interesting. Now this is the coroner. Wow, that's a claim to fame. It is. Yes. And I don't know why she went away. Her name is Thrush in this film. Like, it's their hippie name. Her oh. real name is Anne. And this guy is a professional coroner who doesn't wear goggles or masks when cutting out shit. Good, <laughs> good to know. Right, his mask is down. Even, Yeah, even Quincy puts up, ties his fucking mask up. Right. You know, every time they go to a coroner in any movie... It's never got blood on it. medical exam... No blood on it. Yeah, look, I'm going to use – I don't have time to uh, take my glove off, so I'll just use the rotary phone now. <laughs> yeah, and spread the germ. Nine, eight, smear. Now, you know, my favorite part of medical examiners in movies, they're always eating a sandwich when they show up. <laughs> what do you got? Well, you know, right? Because it wants to show that they're so used to gore. Yeah, right. They don't even care. And they also don't mind when, like, Dirty Harry shows up. Oh, Harry, hey, way to break up the monotony of my day. I just went through two corpses. Yeah, of course I'll talk about this body. Now, the guy who wrote a book called Carnosaur was approached to write the screenplay in 1991 uh, by Corman's wife, Julie, but they didn't do anything with it until Jurassic Park. He bought the rights to this in 91, but it just sat around, and then when, when Jurassic Park was coming out, okay, there was this guy, Mike Elliott, he's the co-producer, and he, and he says that Corman was like, now's the time to shoot because he, you know, he knew he could make the movie faster than anyone else and get it out there, and he could, he could eat the hype of Jurassic Park. Well, because Jurassic Park was hype to begin with. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, you, you know, my late father was a... Uh, entertainment journalist and we did some book reviews and we would get some press copies mm-hmm. and we received like a, an advanced copy of it and it was like a hot item you know what I mean like even before the publication everybody knew that Michael Crichton had cranked out like a mega yeah. movie uh, mega you know because it was so it was a, it was very hot property yeah and it was it was already auctioned by the time it hit hardcover uh, the first initial release it was already optioned to be a movie yeah. so now, you know, this book, Carnosaur, uh, predates Jurassic Park by six years. It was written six years earlier mm. than Michael Crichton's book. So you think Crichton ripped him off? No. <laughs> like, he did, like he did the previous book, My Wife's in a Coma? Oh, what great. a great idea. <laughs> no, wasn't it like a... Michael Crichton did uh, – he's a weird guy, like, pop culture-wise, because not yeah. only is he, like, a popular, famous novelist, but he wrote and directed his own movies, Westworld and Coma. And he was, like, a mega movie director for for Streak. Andronica so Stream, is that his? Westworld? Andronica Stream. 
I'm I'm gonna say yeah. That's intense. I, I just got to tell you what happened. The doc. This sure. guy was a doctor, but he he's he's a drunk. So now he's just guards uh, the you know the heavy equipment. But the girl ran away because he passed out drunk, right? So the cop right. took him and said. Do you see the girl here? Now, clearly, he did see the girl, but he lied and said, nah, she isn't here. So now, Charles in Charge girl, Jennifer Funyon, has got a crush on the doc, is grateful to the doc. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, so this starts their bond. That's right. This starts their bond, sure. which will grow throughout the film. Here we are doing the work you know, of the heavy loader place. Okay, so yeah, the doc is cool of course concept. drunk again, and Funyun shows up mm -hmm. to say thanks. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Michael Crichton did direct uh, Westworld. Wow, I was I was correct. I loved that. Yeah, he's like an unstoppable force. Yeah, the first one's good. And then, you know, the future world was shot in my university, I believe. Br uh, Brad Knight says he was. Yeah, there's, they had an auditorium that was so future like. It appeared in Brandeis. Brandeis, that's. I like to call it Brand. Yeah, right. Brandeis. You know how, like, you buy brand name rice? Brandeis. <laughs> Michael it's, took a chance they on had an, uh, and rolled the Brandeis. <laughs> yeah, snake eyes. So you know, like uh, their grad, one of their grad auditorium is like futuristic looking, and they use it for the movie. And it's like, whoa, look at Peter Fonda, he's in the future. Yeah. So wait, future world. Now I saw Westworld. Uh, right, I better write one that with down. Will Brenner. Future World's the sequel. Well, there was like a TV show in 1980 called Beyond Westworld. Yeah. Like, it had a life of its own. Like, it, the HBO show, which I enjoy, wasn't the only uh, Westworld TV show. Okay. Future World sounds very familiar, but... You know, but it was like, Westworld was big, and then there was a porno called Sex World. Really? Which I haven't seen. And then there was a, a sequel to Westworld, theatrical release, called Future World. And then there was Beyond Westworld. Okay, Beyond Westworld, yeah, which was I, TV, a movie also? No, it was five episodes. Well, it was, uh, I think it was, it was a 1980 TV series. I just know of it because I know the uh, okay. Westworld universe, but I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's on the YouTube. Future World? Well, you type it in the streaming service. Okay. Beyond Future uh, No, Future World is the sequel. Yeah, yeah. And Beyond, then Beyond Westworld. Westworld, that's it. So Bronson, who wrote this book, he didn't like this. Yeah. He didn't like it at all. This adaptation. In order to do things cheaply, they Bronson's book had a lot of dinosaurs. This one only has two dinosaurs. Right. Uh, uh, Gertie the dinosaur from Windsor McKay's cartoons right. and, Barney. and 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 Barney. and Barney the dinosaur. Yeah. For the two decades, uh, two centuries. All right, now Barney is getting pissed, and he, but there goes Barney attacks. 
Oh no, and Burning Vision. What a 90s attack. It looks like an ad for. <laughs> oh my god, he's covered in fudge. He's wiping fudge all over everything. Oh no, the Carnosaur is ripping into her guts. Way yeah. to go. Eating, yeah. Now Simon, that was a hand sure puppet. There's so many hand puppet, really? For real? Yeah, they did a lot of. Uh, they did a remote controlled puppet. They did a man in a suit. They did a, a full size, like 16 foot tall robot. They did a lot of different things to make. There it is. Yeah. But that was the hand puppet right now. That Well, I don't know what that particular shot was. But anytime the dinosaur's up close and doing like a eating thing, it's it's the hand puppet. What kind of, how tall is the gentleman that was in the dinosaur suit? I mean, that was like a baby dinosaur. Uh, yes, that's right. Because this is early in the film and the thing is growing. Yee. You see the the I was trying to tell you about the car uh the car coroner, um. Like, he isn't sure what did it because the thing it was like um, the, like maybe the size of a bobcat, but it but it sort of looks like lizard bites. It, you know he, so later on he'll be like, this is the same thing, but the bites are much bigger. He, that'll keep occurring, and he's like, hold me, either. There's more than one, or this thing is growing. <laughs> okay, well, so what do you think it is? You've seen this movie. It's, yeah. It's growing. <laughs> so Eunice Corporation is now learning that they found a genetic marker in, you know, people who are getting killed. Uh, and it's... Did it say Office Depot marker? <laughs> That's pretty generic. It was universal product symbol. Um, <laughs> and so if it's true, that means a chicken is killing people. Cut to a guy eating chicken on the road. Right, and he's saying, you should have some. It's good for your health. Look, that's the guy in the suit. Ah, uh, right. Is the other guy Seth Green? Oh, that's the guy in the suit, really? Yeah, and there's Funyun. Walking home. Crunch. She and went to say because she's in a bright orange bag. But they fought. They fought about environmentalism. So she's walking. So she's out of here. Yeah. She's all pissed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. Well, she's Cindy now. Not Jan. But just for Christmas, and it was a very Brady Christmas because he was. It was uh, 1988, yeah, just before. Ah, uh, that's way. That's long in the tooth, Brady Bunch special. Yes, exactly. You know, that they, was the they, nostalgia. They, yeah, and the thing is, like, they still crank it out. There was the HGTV show where they bought the Brady's exterior house. Mm -hmm. And then they had the cast, of, the original cast of Brady Bunch come in, and they re redid it to resemble the house. That's so that. like them to do that because they listen. Th that movie was that television show was popular, and when it when it was in syndication and on at like five o'clock every day, it turned into nostalgia for it. Right? They cashed in on that every chance they could. Right. No, sure. Well, a very Brady sequel in the uh, the first Brady Bunch movie from the nineties. They're both great. Yeah. 
Do you remember the stupid parody yeah, they... movie? It Which was, one? It was like 2000. The Brady's? Remember the guy goes, Yeah, I think we're thinking of car, Jack! And he goes, Well, of course it's a car, right. but my name's not Jack. My it's name's Greg. Greg Brady. Sure, I thought, I thought that came out. I, that's the movie I'm talking about. Uh, but I think that came out in the 90s. Hmm. So I, that's possible. I do know, yeah. Yeah, I think so because you, you I was talking about the... PSENG. Yeah, you're my, yeah, I think you're right. I'll look it up. Now they're yeah. finding a dead guy by the road. Of course, he was eaten by a carnosaur. Well, yeah. You could, you could tell because there's like carnosaur chomps everywhere <laughs> on his body. Carnosaur chomps. And they, they tip, <laughs> the carnosaur tipped 10%, which you know they're lousy tippers when they eat. They're lousy tippers, those carnosaurs. So John Bronson was, in 1984, was doing a, like, book signing tour and roger corman was like hmm what's this that's when he took notice of him and then his wife julie you know his roger corman said sick him and she like made a deal <laughs> on a at a bar written on a napkin wow that's classic in 91 yeah and that's what diane ladd read Did they, what about the script do they use actual paper for the script or they just no. type on the napkin Right, they used the napkins. <laughs> wow, Carnesford is ate the shit out of Oh, uh, that's the puppet? Uh, I didn't pay attention to tell you, but if it's up close and like chewing out guts, it's the puppet. With someone's hand up his Gotcha. Head. I love the font. It reminds me of like unskippable game scenes. Like, come on, I want to get to the action. <laughs> so he's telling the senator that this is the best blueberry pie he's ever tasted because it's, like, got a thin layer of goat embryo protecting it. And then the senator's like, bleh, gross. Yeah. Might as well say I, I had semen, my semen in the pie, senator. <laughs> Get, I think we're. I think I'm a couple of seconds behind you, but that's okay. I'll live. It's because Paul does the countdown. He goes three, two, one. Then he goes whatever the fuck. You know he he doesn't right. He's got you in a rhythm. Three, two, one, and then you click. But no, he goes good, good, go. Right. Like you know, he always does that. Why does he's the countdown king? So he gets everybody. He's the countdown king. He's the you know maestro I mean? descending numerals. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know he is the maestro descending numerals. So the saying the word go, he's a little wonky on it. So the thing is, Mike, how many times have you and I, right? We get go. We should be a hundred percent synced, and you know, like that doesn't happen when it's the uh, Brumbot, right? Oh well, I don't know about that. I'm not gonna vouch again. I'm not gonna. Get human robot against human. Don't worry, he's not going to listen to this show. Okay, so we're back to Jane Tiptree. Um, Diane, Ladd. I see it. It says that. What's, so what's your latitude? Uh, and what's your latitude and, and longitude? Well, it where wherever this lab key. is, that's her all the only place she's gonna. Okay, now we find out that right. she's a son of a bitch. 
she's got the guy who let the dinosaur go. And she's like right. kidnapped his daughter. And now he's a prisoner. How, how does he kidnap the daughter without leaving the lab? I don't know. And then she's like making him feel terrible. See, she's like, yes, feel angry. Allow yourself to feel that. She's being such an a-hole. <laughs> and she lies that the daughter's alive. And then he has a dinosaur eat this guy. <laughs> so uh, let me get this straight, Carl, because you have seen this movie five times. Yes. She says, how did your carelessness cause dinosaurs to eat people? And that is cardinal sin. So right. I'm going to have a dinosaur eat you. Right. That's right. I'm going to kidnap your daughter to get you here. I'm going to lie to you about her health and well-being, and then I'm going to have a dino eat you. See, that's just like, why can't you just have the dino eat you? Why do you have to kidnap the daughter? Like, what are you going to do? Like, okay, uh, there's no ransom money because your father has been eaten by a carnosaur. <laughs> Eunice Corporation. Look, uh, he's in like a... Yeah. Is it a super collider? Yeah, you think they shot that in a super collider? This, I would doubt it. You can it. see it's a scientist in the background going. Line. You can see a scientist in the background going, listen, Julie, we're just doing this for the money. <laughs> yeah, we took Corman's money. But they were in and out in two hours. Oh, my name is Adam Simon. I've directed Diane Ladd. <laughs> oh, well, come on in. Please. I say Peter opens the doors for you. Well, he also... In uh, oh! He wrote the script called Bones. It was a Snoop Dogg vehicle. Uh, he did The Haunting in Connecticut in 2009. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> okay, he created... Oh, that was the scariest tricep. He created and produced the TV series Salem, 2014 to 2017. That's pretty good. I got, Yeah, I remember that. I, I do know that Haunting in Connecticut is probably the scariest tri-state movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to say that. I tried to state it. I tri-state. I tried to state I tried. You can... You know what's funny? Connecticut thinks Connecticut. it's New England. Isn't that funny? No, it's Tri-State. I know, it's in, it's in both New England and Lucky Them. They the think they're New England. So you get, they get two kinds of... Well, if you still watch uh, terrestrial TV on, in Connecticut, you get two kinds of ads. One aimed for the Tri-State and one aimed right. for the New England. New England. They think the Patriots represent them. As soon as you yeah. drive into well, Connecticut, right? It's like a border town. You drive uh -huh. in there, you start seeing all these old-timey uh, uh, New England-style architecture. <laughs> if, if you Everyone's drinking moxie cola. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, like, weird potato chips. Like, this, these aren't wise. Where's the right. wise potato chips? Yeah. Oh, you're in Connecticut now. Cape Cod can potato yeah. chips. Because we're... So it's, it's old like mother trying to say, like, see, see, you've arrived. Yup, uh-huh, you're here, New England. No, 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 Connecticut. You're a border town. 
Well, I always thought it was like in New Jersey, you could say, well, there's northern New Jersey and there's southern New Jersey. Right. But is there like something in Connecticut that's like half tri-state the state and then half New England the state? Good question. I wouldn't know. Good, good question. Uh, Look, Ron Howard's uh, uh brother, Gentle Ben. Chris. Uh, Star Trek reference. That is our Star Trek Remember when he was four years old? Ooh, and that silly was in Next Generation. (laughs) His name is Fryer in this. Oh, by the way, everyone's been sneezing. Like, everybody has a cold. That'll play into the... That'll play into the plot. Yeah. But not in a good way, I take it. You remember Gentle Ben. You're just a... I'm just a little older than you. You probably missed Gentle Ben. Yeah, I mean, there were repeats, but I don't think I, I watched it as heavily as I did, say, The Brady Bunch. Yeah. Well, duh. No, but Gentle Ben was when I was just old enough to, like, realize TV was a thing. Like, I'm just a little – I think I'm two years older than you. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe a year and a half. When are you born? 68? Late 68. Late 68, and I'm early so October. 66. So, yeah, it's less. Hey, look, it's the producer and his wife in the movie. <laughs> That's right. It's not. But it's just some goof. Uh, okay, so you probably know it's him. From, uh, he was in uh, Apollo 13. Uh, yeah, we, we can, we've thought every time he's in every one of his brother's movies right. for the most part. And he's Austin Powers, he's like the Ice Cream Man. Yeah, yeah, he's in Austin Powers. Well, he only does a cameo. He'll remember at the end of the Austin Powers movies that like they it sounds like they're going to say penis or dick, and then, right. then they cut to someone else saying something else. Yeah, that was his bit. So he'll say, according to the radar, it looks like the rockets is going straight up there. Arsenal, we need more arsenal. Okay, so they chained themselves. This is the robot. They chain themselves to the um, heavy equipment. And Doc said, you know what? Forget it. There's something. Look, he goes, yeah, hey, my green friend. <laughs> now, look, this guy's name, oh, yeah. his hey, name is Pizza. His name is Pizza. Okay. Yeah. Looks like uh, not delivery. Robot. Oh, no. Yeah. Watch his face. Oh. Pizza! Yeah, it looks like Roadkill. Yeah, pizza. Looks like pizza. Marinara. Okay, so now the girl, it ladies, like gonna a... get it. Now, you will see an, somebody tugging her fuck? foot. You'll see his hand on okay. camera. Right? All right. Not yet, not well, yet. Now, you should see his ha- a hand, see? Yeah! <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, for look now, at that upskirt. Mom, when she loses her leg, she's like, "Okay, he's he's busy uh, eating my oh, leg." Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, I get kind of look at him. He's picking his teeth with it. Yeah, I'm looking like a good stogie. Should hey, Carl, do you want to pause or something? Because I'm a couple of seconds behind you, but I, I mean, normally I am anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I'm at oh five, oh six, oh seven, eight, nine. What okay. about you? I'm at oh six right now. 
Okay, so I want you to keep going and you tell me when you get to 20, okay? Okay, sounds good. I'm going to get there in when you three. Get to 21. Okay, 21. Okay, that sucks. All right. I was not counting. Where are you now? <laughs> well, you, you said 21 when it was at 20, I, uh, you know. Okay, so I'm at 32, 33, 34, 35. What about you? Okay, we're, at the, we're queued up. We're good. Oh, we're good. good. Okay. We got the bridge. He's coughing. He's passing by a pukey body, but he didn't puke. That's pizza. So he's upset because they're all dead. And you know what that means. That means girl's dead. But now he finds her. She isn't. Oh, no. She's our hero. She, she gets the same kind of abuse that everyone else does, but she doesn't drop dead instantly. Well, you see that usually these like two are fighting, right? So now, you know, now it's being shown his real feelings. He really likes her. So this is the coroner talking to the cop about the bites getting bigger. Oh, huh. I wonder if they could figure this out. Quincy. Maybe. So wait, is Carnosaur growing, like, exponentially? Like. Yeah. Fast growth. Wow, this acting is pretty wooden. Oh, that's the corpse. Sorry. He's the corpse. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Some dinosaur bite. Don't worry, I'm a professional. I worked at Jurassic Park. I've seen this before. <laughs> now the body count in this is only 32. I think that's pretty low. That's pretty fucking high. It's good. Like, usually these movies, you know, the Carnosaur just shows up randomly and then eats one or two, but they've already, he's already eaten a good number of people. Okay. I think he, I don't know. All right. 32 is, you think 32 is a fair body count? Uh, yes, sir. I think it's a, a more than generous body count. Oh, by the way, Rod, Roger Ebert said this was the worst movie of 93. Well, I'm going to agree with Mr. Ebert for once. Yeah, and of course that <laughs> asshole fiscal just to be different was like, I liked it! Get out. How can you like this? Right. I now, mean, really, we've already tipped our hat. We hate this movie, but I mean, how can you hit, like... So, what she's doing now is finding his drawings and stuff and being like, Maybe he's not such a bad guy, but then she finds like this bloody Thank stuff. You. I thought she was like, he did have etchings back in his bedroom. It wasn't bullshit. Uh oh. Wow. Press the X button. Now that was enough to get rid of Carnosaur. Carnosaur was like, all right, fuck it then. I'll, I can eat plenty of people. I don't need to get shot at. Yeah, hey man. I'm not bullet sore. I eat meat. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Why would you feed me bullets? That was like a region. Not again. No, I let that carnosaur escape. This guy's name is Raphael Sabarge, and it's S B A R G E. Sabarge. No vowel. that. Yeah, like so. Well, what's the name of that chain in the East Coast? Sabarge. Oh, right. Uh, the, that's a hot dog. Uh... 
SB, you're right, you're right. That was the, remember, I think the Fat Boys went in there and cut screws when they're all you can eat. When they eat, they go to Nathan's in New York and Times Square and eat and eat the wallpaper. I didn't see it on purpose. Uh, okay, now. Trust me, if it was on YouTube, we were watching it. He's pretending to be a guy who's bringing back to Jane the the dinosaur. Okay, Jane Tiptree. But right. really, it's it's Doc. He wants to know what's going on. Now, this part of once again, we're in Biodome. We're in Biodome. Oh, wait a minute. So we watched uh, his last movie was also shot in the same location as the right. movie Biodome. Right. Well, he works cheap. I mean, then again, this is a Corman movie, as was the last one. So they, you know, he may not have a say in it. They may say, "Look, we got Biodome it's available." A water like, yeah, okay, great. Plant, and they they rent the place out a lot of times for a lot of movies. The Fugitive. Uh, the list isn't in front of me. I did read it to you last time. I know it's Biodome, and. Uh, there was Star Trek episodes shot there. Um, I forget now. But the thing is, it's nonsensical. What he does, he wants to understand what's going on. So he holds her at gunpoint, goes into her lab, and that's it. He's here for the rest of the film, and basically they have a long conversation. It doesn't make any sense. Really? Yeah, because, well, then, I mean, I remember something happening to Diane Ladd, which we'll have to wait to see, but you don't it happens in the uh, lab, right? <laughs> we you just don't don't We haven't ruined the ending of this movie. It All right, well, we are 45 minutes. Let's go ahead. Go ahead and ruin it, because I want to make sure our listeners listen to the entirety of the movie, and they might abandon us before the end of this. Well, I want to say she'll give birth to a dinosaur, but she won't give birth to it. It'll pop out of her stomach. And it was on purpose. It was of her own design. It's her fiendish plot. There's eggs right there. It's kind of foreshadowing. So she got herself impregnated with carnosaur, and she gave birth by dropping a carnosaur egg, and then the carnosaur popped out of it. She got everybody pregnant. She got them sick with a virus, and that virus somehow made a dinosaur grow in every woman. And every woman will give birth to a dinosaur and die. Including this woman. Yeah. Because the guy's hugging his pregnant wife. That's Holy shit, what a fucking movie. So come for the Jurassic Park ripoff and stay for the forced impregnation of dinosaur baby eggs. Right, through, spread through a contagion virus. Uh, it's to the virus to movie and race and bring dinosaurs back. That's what Jane Tiptree wants this, to do. This movie, holy fuck! That's the actual plot of this movie. Yeah, that is so depressing. I'm so bummed out by that. She's saying right now, I I'm sick too. I have a fever, and he's like, "Go lay down. I'll make my own breakfast." Give me that. <laughs> now he's, he's going to make... He's a good husband. But something weird's going to happen. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't want to see this. It's going to be all bloody and shit, right? Or there's going to be a dino baby in there? That's... Well, 
Yeah. Here's the first one. All right, here we go. Oh, come on, do three eggs, man. You know you want to eat a hearty breakfast. You're a big boy. One egg. egg. Oh. What the? And it smells. It smells, too. Oh, good thing it has another bowl behind there. Yep. Got plenty. Where's that pile of clean bowls? Oh, by the sink. Ew. Oh, I'm glad we synced up for this. What? Oh, careful, you. Oh. oh. Clutch? That's clutch. Oh, no, gross. Carl, I'm going to pee.